Hey there, you sexy book lovers. Welcome to Cocktails and Cliteratures Wine Down Wednesdays, where we review the steamy, smutty romance novels we all love while sipping on irresistible wine and cocktails. I'm Constance, joined by my sister Amber, and we're your fierce and fabulous guides on this wild ride. We'll have you giggling, blushing, and feeling that heat in all the right places. So let's spread those pages wide open, get cozy, and sip on our insanely delicious drinks as we conquer that midweek slump like the naughty vixens we are. Cheers! Hey everyone, welcome to Cocktails and Cutterture, where we are all about indulging in the litlicious world of spicy, smutty romance. Yes, my hat sister. Blue? Yes, I like it. It's that witch in you. It's that magic you have, you know, it it corrects itself, you know? There you go. There you yeah. go. Amber said I'm kind of looking like a witch, but also halfway looking like a pimp because yeah. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. hat like, has like a little tilt to it, you know? So I just need that like pimp swagger walk, you know? Yeah, and then you need be... a cane, a bedazzled mm-hmm. cane, and oh, you need no, some bitches, but... some bitches. No, I need a... I need to be bedazzled a broomstick. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're sticking with the witch. I I went down the pimp rabbit hole because that seemed like a little bit more risque. We're about to have some fun today. So yes, we um, are. Amber, we're sipping. Do you got your drink right here? Let's, yes. Let's let the people see. Yours mm-hmm. looks so pretty. My apple fell. So basically, we're doing an apple cider mimosa. So you throw in a little champagne or prosecco based on what you like, some apple cider, and then you just coat the rim with some cinnamon and sugar. You throw a little apple on the side for garnish, or you let it marinate on the inside and let your fruit soak up all the liquor so it's nice and tasty later in the day. A flavor like saver, that. if you will. <laughs> <laughs> we love them. I don't love flavor savers, but Me maybe neither. whenever I hear men say that about their beards, I'm just like, ew, that's disgusting. Yeah, my mind went like a totally different route and went to like that string juice on their beard, and then that's a whole nother kind of <laughs> flavor saver. Yes, yes. I mean, yes, they can. Ke- I, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to taste me or smell me later. Like, d- clean yourself <laughs> all the way up, please. And thank you. No sex flavor savers, please. Please, no. Yeah. Imagine uh, later they can sniff their beard and be like, I miss my wife. No, that, that's <laughs> gross. So, but, but no, but how is that any different than, um, Underwear. You know how people like to have underwear that you've worn? I know there's people out there who are just buying used underwear and sniffing them. Like there's a woman somewhere in the middle of America just fucking sending her dirty underwear to some nasty perv, you know, on the East Coast who lives in his mom's basement just sniffing knickers. You know what I mean? That has to be a thing. I mean, yeah, I was I was reading a book by a UK author and she was saying knickers. So now it's stuck in my head. Cute. So let's drink to yes. um, cheers to our witching days. Yes. Cheers, clink, clink. Cheers, clink, clink. I'm going to get cinnamon in my mouth. So this drink is so perfect for fall. It incorporates our bougie taste for champagne and Prosecco. But the apple cider, like hint of it, gives us fall vibes. And it's just like an adult, you know, like a spiked apple cider, something bougie for you and your girlfriend. So if you're doing like a brunch, with your girlfriends here and looking for a fall drink, this is definitely a good one. I would agree. It's tasty. It, it does make me feel like the holiday season. And easy to make. It is so quick and easy. Yeah. Although yeah. when you do the rim, you know, rimming, um, I never do that correctly. I wonder if that's a telltale of, you know, something else. If I was to do it. I don't think rimming your cocktail correlates to the rim jobs you give your spouse so uh i think you're good in that department you're still married so uh, i think you are uh, a one employee there okay so we got our mimosas our little cider we're warm and refreshed and we've been drinking a little bit before so now let's talk about the book that we um our look is inspired by so in honor of the holiday season We thought it would be great to review a book 
book that has mystery, that has witchcraft, that has murder, and a little bit of steam because we like the steam and the spice over here. Yes, so we do. We will be reviewing Bewitched by Laura Thalassa, one of our favorite authors who helped us launch the podcast. And we just thought this would be a great book to review. We loved it. And um, it's perfect season to do that. I can't agree more. And in honor of her, we have, if you can't see us and you're just listening to us, we are wearing some very divine witch hats. Constance yeah. did a little bit more. She's in full costume, really just leaning into her witchery. And me, I just did the hat with a little bit of lace. I'm feeling like, you know, a little, a little lacy, a little uh -huh. racy, a little witchy, you know? Ooh, I like it. I mean, you got to think about it too, though. In like these books, people are wearing regular clothes. So yes, <laughs> we just it's decided okay. to be extra today for Halloween. Yeah. I'm a little extra, but it's all good. All right. Mm, makes life fun. Okay. So let's get into a little bit of the synopsis. So this book has been out for a while. So hopefully we are not giving you any spoilers, but we just want to get you caught up if you haven't read it. So that way, you know what we're talking about and you can just follow along. So Bewitch picks up and we meet Celine. She is trying to get into the Henbane Coven, which is a school for young witches. But in order to do so, she needs to connect with her powers by embarking on a magic quest. She is also tasked with finding a familiar, which is like a magical spirit animal. So Celine books a trip to South America. And while she's on the airplane, she senses an unknown power and hears an unknown voice that tries to pull the plane down. Just then, Celine's powers awaken and she is able to safely land the plane. But the kicker is every time she uses her power, she loses memories. Once the plane lands, Celine is pulled into the jungle and is drawn to a cave with a tomb. On her way to the tomb. I know, right? As I'm following her through the, the wilderness, through the jungle, I'm thinking, bitch, don't do it. Okay. But anyways, <laughs> I'll stick with it and I follow her there. Mm -hmm. And on her way to the tomb, she encounters a jaguar and she backs herself a familiar unexpectedly. Like how amazing to have a jaguar as your familiar. Like that is one intense beast. Yeah, it really is. I mean, the size, the things that they eat, it's just terrifying altogether. I couldn't imagine, but it does make her badass. So she opens the tomb and awakens a handsome sorcerer named Memnon the Cursed, who believes that Selene is his long dead wife, Roxalana. But what's interesting about this is that Memnon's wife betrayed him and that is why he is in the tomb in the first place. And so when she decides to open the tomb because she doesn't have any past recollection of them being together, but he tells her that she does have a past with him, that she is his wife. And um, because she put him in the tomb, she is going to have to pay the cost. So she's like, I'm out of here. Hightails it back to the coven in San Francisco and she's back going to school. She's trying to forget that she let out a cursed sorcerer and get back to her regular life. <laughs> you could tell this is a woman in her 20s because in your 20s, let's just be real. You see something that's messed up about your 20s and you're like, if I ignore it, it will go away. But that's exactly. how bills and shit, that's how you fuck up your 20s, by ignoring important shit like a cursed sorcerer. But continue, I digress. <laughs> it's so true. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with her? Like, yeah. why would she open the tomb in the first place? He was in the tomb for a reason. And as soon as she let him out, all these voices was like, what did you do? You know, so anyway, she, he follows her and she has no option but to deal with him. And she becomes entangled in this relationship. But also we talked a little bit about there being a mystery and there being murder. So as soon as Memnon arrives on the scene, they start noticing witches are dying and they're finding their bodies around the coven property and trying to figure out who's doing it. And so she's trying to unravel the mystery as well. She gets in a little bit of trouble. He comes to help her out and saves her. And so she has this love-hate relationship with him. He wants vengeance, right? Revenge on everything that she's done. He, he lost like two millennia in the tomb. So he's really pissed off. He had a lot of time to think about how <laughs> he sure did. Make her pay. 
Yeah, and he wants to make her pay, but he's also in love with her. She is yes. his soulmate. So it's like this dichotomy that he's struggling with. Like, this bitch has to pay, but damn, I love her, and damn, I want her. So he's mm -hmm. just a constant, like, help and problem. Yeah. They already have this, like, connection, but she doesn't know why. He needs something from her, and he's going to get it one way or the other. You are at the edge of your seat the entire time trying to figure out, will they or won't they? Are they going to get together? Are they going to work out this mess? And revenge is put to the side, and they are going to fall in love. Or is he going to turn her completely off? She's not going to want to have anything to do with him, and the mate situation is just not going to work. So... That is where and, we are. And Go the ahead, other Amber. thing that you're trying to figure out in the book is whether he's a bad guy or a good guy. Like you can't, mm -hmm. you like, and he does some fucked up shit. Like every time a witch gets murdered, Celine somehow is in the vicinity. She okay. finds the body while she's jogging with her girlfriend. She finds the body here. She reports it there. She stumbles across it when she's walking out the hall. Like she is just coincidentally at all these scenes and has some kind of connection. So she's also kind of being investigated. And that's where she kind of finds herself in trouble. Like, and then every time she uses her power, she loses core memories. So she can't even recall sometimes why she was there. And ever since she awoken Memnon, she is finding the need to use her powers more often. Therefore, she's losing more memories and then can't explain why she keeps stumbling across these witches. So it's just so much going on with, and all she wanted to, poor girl, she just <laughs> wanted to go to school and learn magic. She just wanted to be accepted. And now she's she just some did. shit. Yeah, but okay, when she opened the tomb, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with her? That's what I was thinking, like, <laughs> Do not open this. Like, she was on a plane, and his ass took over the plane with his magic and was bringing the plane down. Now, she didn't know that's who she was waking up, but she read about him, that he was Memnon the Cursed and all this stuff. But she said, oh, I'm, I'm just so attracted and drawn to him. I have to let him out. So, you know, that's something that you would do in your 20s. You know you ain't supposed to be doing something, but you decide... I'm going to risk it because I'm curious. And then she finds herself in this situation. And yeah, like she's everywhere that a body is. And any police officer would want to know like, hey, wrong place, wrong time over and over again. That's not necessarily a coincidence. There's some right. shit, shady shit going down. What is your involvement? But she can't remember. She has no, oh, and she has these little notebooks that she carries with her everywhere because she's losing all these memories. She has to keep track. So that's another key piece you have to be aware of is that she needs to have these notebooks with her in order to retrace her steps. Absolutely. It's just, this book is a whirlwind for sure. So, I mean, we kind of already gotten into it, but like overall, what did you think about this book? Did you love it? Like afterwards, how did you feel? Because Laura definitely leaves us on a cliffhanger. I was so mad at her. She said when when she was on the show, she said, yeah, they're quite cruel. I was less like, yeah, they are. So she did. She left. She knew what she was doing. <laughs> she did. She was like, you're going to be begging for that second book. I love this book. I thought it was everything that I expected it to be. Um, the one thing I will say is that the spice was satisfying but it wasn't like crazy. The story as a whole, I was so invested in Celine and men and uh, see that's how do they come up with these damn names? Thank you. Memnon. Memnon. It took me. Yes. And Roxy Lana, that Ro one. Rox Roxana. Lana. Where did these names come from? Yes. We need to ask these people. You know what? Because when she comes back for book two. Let's get into the names. I really need to know. Yeah, I know she says she's into Greek mythology, so maybe that's where some of these names came from. I have no idea, but yes, Memnon, the cursed, but he is very morally gray, right? Yes. We don't know if he's good or he's bad, and so there's this like weird balance that we're trying to get to, and we don't understand. We're we're kind of confused the whole time. We're figuring yes. out who he is her past or her potential past it's a roller coaster ride trying to figure all this out oh 
And there's another dude, a shifter. You know, you know, I love shifters, Amber. Yes, you do. Wolf shifters are my- In particular. Yes. And there's a wolf shifter in here. And I was like, I don't know, Memnon. I might, you know, I might like that one a little bit better. But but yeah, I loved it. I thought it was a really fun book. It's an easy read, but you're invested and you're interested. She got us hooked. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. And one thing when while we were reading this book that I want to like just highlight is that there's a lot of humor in this book too. Like I found myself laughing out loud. Laura has a way of really nailing and tapping into like girlfriend dynamic because Celine has a girlfriend and I'm sorry, I cannot remember her name at the moment, but her best friend that she sees a lot who was already in the coven. But a lot of their dialogue is really funny. So you're definitely going to giggle. Also some of the shit that she says back to Memnon, even some of the shit Memnon says, I'm like, there's, there's some humor in this book and some perspectives that you just find yourself giggling, even in some of the darker moments in the book. So there's just a lot going on. And again, I'm such a fan of Laura and I just feel like she really did a stand-up job on this book. Yeah, agreed. That's the one thing I love about her writing is the humor. I mean, some of the stuff she says, like I would say she might be, you know, making out or something with like Memnon. Um, and she's like, oh my God, do I, should I be doing this? Why am I doing this? And like you, you hear the internal dialogue and you're like, yes, I would totally be thinking that a lot of it's funny. I think one time he caught her unaware. She was just like, gosh, you snuck up on me. You make a, a girl want to wet herself. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> you know, but that's one of the things that, you know, a girl would say, but she was like, oh, no, did I say that out loud? I thought it was yeah. Well yeah, yeah, she really got like the girl internal dialogue that sometimes we slip up and say like, almost beat myself. You scared the shit out of me. So mm-hmm. yeah, totally. So I, I really enjoyed this book. Okay, so let's get into their relationship. I, Celine and Memnon, I just think it's complicated. The way they're connected, the way she can, the the way that they just automatically just vibe with each other. Celine has to be Memnon's reincarnate long dead wife, Roxilana or Roxlana, right? How do I say that again? It's one of the two. I don't know. I was listening to the audio book and I think it's Roxilana. Roxalana. We'll go with that. I like how it sounds. So (laughs) she has to be Roxalana, right? Like when you're reading this book, because let's just add it all up. She can literally see the thread of his magic. She can hear his voice in her head. He can't communicate with her in real time. He can sense her emotions. She can pull from his magic. And most importantly, He can invade her dreams and create images that make her feel like she's actually being touched and caressed. And he can actually get her hot and bothered. If she isn't his wife, then why the hell can he do all this to her? So like, she has to be it. You just are reading this and you're like, there's, there's no other explanation for it. Maybe she's losing her memories because this is not her true life. So why hold on to something? Agreed. That is not her true life. Her true life is being his soulmate, is the woman that entombed him. Like, that's who she truly is. So that's why her mind is like, fuck it. We don't need this shit. Toss it out. This ain't even your real shit. So I think so. That's, yeah, that's a good theory. I also wonder, like, because she entombed him, did she do it because he was doing a whole bunch of shit he shouldn't have been doing and she didn't want to be drawn to like letting him out since he is her soulmate? Ooh, yeah. She didn't want to let him out and let him conquer the world or do whatever evil shit, you know, he was doing, but that's her mate. And when people have mates, like they like will die if their mate dies kind of thing. Like they are in it for forever. And so maybe she wanted to take those memories away from herself. So she wasn't tempted to go let his ass out. I agree with that. There's just, Laura leaves a lot for you to consider and like try to put together. But okay, so I want to get a little bit into the steam. So the Mm. way that he invades her dreams, he never lets her climax. Every time he invades her dreams, it's pure sexual torture. What did you think of their bond? And would you want to be connected to your partner this way? Okay, so I like the fact that you can have wet dreams. I think 
part of it is like, cause you can get off and you don't have to do no work. Come on. <laughs> Some days I just want the idea of it and maybe not it. <laughs> Exactly. Ladies, exactly. y'all feel me? Y'all feel us? Uh, like, I'll read a book and I'll be turned on. But when I think about like actually having <laughs> sex, I'm like, that's too much work. I'd just I'd rather <laughs> just read and then enjoy myself. So, so yes, I would love that. I think it was fun. What I didn't like about the dreams is that he edged her ass. Now, if I'm going to have a sex dream and I'm going to get all into it and just really be feeling everything like it is happening real life, then I want to come and I want to come hard and I don't want no edging, but that's exactly what he did to her. So with that possibility, I don't know that I would want someone in my head being able to do that and leave me hanging. No, because it's not just like sexual. There's good things because if you are in need, you help, you need support, you know, that person is understanding where you are, what's happening with you, can fill in the blanks, can help you when you need it. But yeah, no, I I wouldn't want someone being able to sense all of my emotions because some sometimes I want to keep some of that private, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, 100% I think is an invasion of privacy. And sometimes, you know, like there's little white lies in, in marriages. And I'm not saying that to be like messed up, like, oh, have I gained a little weight? Like, I wouldn't want to sense if he's lying to me. Like, you know what I mean? Sometimes, like, because it goes both ways. It's like, I also want him to say the things that I need to hear to give me the courage I need to get through my day. And I don't want to sense that, let me tell her what she wants to hear because if I tell her the truth, it's going to Like, certain things, I don't even want to fucking know either that he's thinking. And, mm -hmm. and I would be, like, the edging part, it was okay the first time, right? Because they're like, ooh, they don't know each other that well. Like, okay, he's slowly sneaking his way into her shit. Like, you know, showing her that they're connected. But when it kept happening yes. over and over and over again, I felt like I was Celine. Like, he was torturing me too. I kept thinking, oh, okay, this is the dream where he's going to give her full relief. And then he doesn't. So he I, doesn't. no, so he doesn't. You're never, you're never going to complete yourself reading this book. And Celine hasn't, completed herself either so yeah no i don't I was, love that i was frustrated for her his great character is sexy like i do not love the name the name is not sexy to me like a uh, memnon but the way that he kind of talks shit the way his body like how powerful he is the way he's confident enough to play with her and to touch her and kiss her and all the stuff that he does he sounds very hot so i want to see what that mouth do all the way. I want to see what that dick does all the way. Like, I want to get yeah. to know him on another level, but we don't get that either. So I'm looking forward to book two. She better, she better show me some new things about um, Memnon because he talks a big shit and he's very arrogant. He and is so... I need to Right. He needs to back it up. He does. But that's the thing about confidence, right? Like mm -hmm. if a man knows what he can do, like he was an all power sorcerer. So that alone is like, ain't nothing phasing him. Then he right. knows he's handsome. Then yes. he knows like, you know, he's got that, that way with her because of the mate bond. Like he's going to be confident as shit. But the thing that I like, you know, y'all, I love my quotes. I have two like little things mm -hmm. I'm going to share. Yes. But, but Memnon, see, there you go. <laughs> Memnon, <laughs> the description of him in the beginning of the book would make me kind of want to open the tomb too, a little bit, but I would yes. do it. Yes. Yeah, so no, this is, but hold on. When she opens the tomb, they make out instantly and she's oh, like, okay with breath. it. Me too. I was like, you know, his breath stinks, but we are in a fantasy world. And so we're going to just skim right over that. But they make out like as soon as she lets him out, he sees her, he grabs her and she he's so fine and so good at the kiss that Celine goes straight dumb and like leans into the kiss yeah, with basically. this ancient being that she just Stranger. awakened this 
pure stranger. And you know what else? You know what else? Again, another like clue that she definitely is his reincarnation of his wife is the fact that the fucking familiar, the Jaguar, doesn't give a fuck. Like he is not threatened by Memnon. He's not trying to protect her from Memnon. Like they are acquainted. Like the drag. So this must have been her familiar from back in the day. And him and Memnon Mm -hmm. are like homies to an extent. So that's also another giveaway that like, no, Celine, bitch, this is not your life. You know what I mean? Right. right. But I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I, I about, totally. This is not me. Yes. Like you're not put into. I am two. not her. It's the 20s. They to, the 20s have you delusional as shit. You will not face reality if that's not what you think you want at the moment. Sexy he was from the jump, and she knew it, and she leaned all the way into it, and didn't give, didn't think twice about it. She tongued him down. Stank breath. She sure did. Yes, because when he came out, his clothes were like all tattered. So, of course, as soon as he jumps out, you know, the clothes fall right off and his ass is butt naked. So, Oof. you know, I, I don't know if I blame her for that. But let me tell you a little bit about how he was described. And this will make Ooh. you understand a little bit more of like Celine. I'm ready. I'm going to drink right, while so. you t- I'm going to drink while you tell me this because I feel like I'm going to love it. Ooh. All right. So here's the quote. Even asleep, this stranger is the most mesmerizing person I've ever seen. I start at his sharp, high cheekbones, then his stubbly, hooked nose, his coarse black curls around his ears and his lips. I can already tell those full, curving lips were made for wedding panties and ruining girls' heart. Okay? Okay, so she already knew. She's already noticing because she's like, he seems like a hot, violent badass. Okay? And he has tattoos everywhere. Why is it that scars are sexy? Mm. A lot of the fantasy books throw in scars. And it's like, it's a symbol of like their survival, their ruthlessness and mm-hmm. their badassness. And especially, I hate to say this, and it's not going to be nice, but especially on men, like who doesn't want a rough and rugged man? You know what I mean? Everybody wants a yeah. man that is, can get violent if he needs to get violent. At least I do. Like it's hard I out here. Too. I need you to be able to whoop ass on my behalf if we get to that point. Yeah. Yeah, so what, I mean, self-defense is one thing, but I'm not trying to take on a man. Right. I'm really not. And I need to know that you got this. And um, Memnon, when that, I don't know, something about that scar, I was like, yes, scar. Like, that's mm-hmm. sexy to me. And his coarse curly hair, I was like, mm, do we have a brother here? <laughs> you know, I was wondering. And she mentions like olive skin or something. Yes. So, you know, got a little bit of ethnic in him I yes. think it's like yeah and I want to say that Celine's best friend might be lag based on the fact that like she like the way that she described it the products in the hair the way she moisturized her skin I was like Laura you know how to write for everybody mm-hmm. like it's it's so fluid and smooth that it feel her books mm-hmm. feel all inclusive like she really makes really everybody do. feel yes. seen yeah I'm wondering if it is partially because they are so perfect. They are so beautiful. They got to have some sort of flaw physically yeah, nobody, because no one, one wants a wants. pretty ass man. Yeah, you can't be prettier than me. And no. That's not going to work. So the scar like humbles <laughs> your ass, brings you down a notch and lets you know, <laughs> hey, <a> <laughs> I'm the true fucking prize here. Not you. You're not. No, we're not. Yeah. No, I like that. That's probably true because they are quite perfect. And when they want to be charming mm-hmm. and they want to say the right things, they do and they can't. And when they fuck you right in these books and they do everything right, you got to have some edge and some imperfection. So I, I think you're spot on with that. Yeah. And their cocks are always fucking humongous. I don't get it. I mean, I get it because we're writing for us. And we want big cocks that are going to feel amazing and hit all those nice little spots that we didn't know were there. Ding, 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 so ding, ding. I'm, yes, I'm loving these. Why is it that I love it when they're talking about sex and they talk about the head of the dick before it goes into the pussy? It turns me on. I don't want. I don't know what it is. Like right before he presses in, it's like. Ooh. 
And they always say that the head has like a slick little bead yes. of wetness. So they're yes. already like leaking a little bit with the anticipation uh-huh. of like getting in there and doing what they do. So yeah, it's it's pretty sexy. And they always mm-hmm. know what to do. If you got a big one, if you got a big old dick, BDE, big dick energy, then you gotta you yes. have to also know how to use it. Like big dick and no good stroke is just a waste nobody wants that nobody needs it because there's some people who are not as equipped but know exactly what to do so a big dick does not is not the answer to everything it matters because you could have a big dick and then end up hurting somebody because you don't know how to use your dick i don't want to be sitting on an ice pack like i got a job i got things to do (laughs) i'm not trying to be stuck or in the hospital explaining to the doctor why I'm in this situation. That's not a good look. Yeah. Up there in your fallopian tubes, just right. get it out. I'm too grown. All right. Tilting my uterus. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. So yeah, with the whole edging thing, you got to understand when we talk about how Celine was left hanging and we were left hanging with her, I'm going to quote Laura over here. So they have just started the edging in a in a dreamwalking adventure. He's eating her pussy. She says, Memnon, too much. And he goes, and yet you'll endure it all. And she says, I'm forced to feel the persistent stroke of his tongue and the glide of his lips, all while feeling his fingers slip in and out, in and out. I'm beginning to make hopeless, helpless, embarrassing noises because ugh, it feels so damn good. Too good. Memnon moves his mouth away from my clit, but it's almost immediately replaced by the brush of his magic. He uses his power like another set of lips against my clit, continuing where he left off. My orgasm is so, so, so close. Memnon settles back between my legs. He brushes a kiss against my inner thigh. But first, my queen, you will pay, he says. So he doesn't let her come. He stops, kisses her thigh, and said, but first, queen, you will pay. So he's like, I ain't going to give this to you yet. First of all, his magic is like a second pair of lips. Mm-hmm. I would love to be overly stimulated that way. How hot is that? And this is why she Mm -hmm. keeps putting up with his shit. Let's be honest. (laughs) We will put up with some shit if we are being pleasured. We will. Mm -hmm. If we feel like... Mm -hmm. You know what you're doing with our body. You can get away with a little bit of shit. Not too much, especially once you get to your 30s. You're like, uh-uh, uh-uh. No dick is worth it. it. Right. Mm-mm. But in your 20s, <laughs> good dick will get you far. It really will. You'll be yeah. picking guys up. You'll be buying them food. <laughs> yeah. You'll be like, it's okay. You don't got you just sleeping on the floor at a roommate's house. That's fine. We can yeah. fuck at my house and I'll bring you back home. Yeah, it multiple going through inflatable mattress, mattresses, <laughs> three, three and four throughout the course of just a couple of weeks. He's hitting it. Yeah, like, you know what? There was one time that there was a guy I was dating who ended up homeless at one point, and he was working <laughs> at yes, and he was working at a some office building. Do you know he slept in the office building? But why did I go to that office building and fuck a couple of times on the floor? <laughs> you and Celine would be good friends for sure. That's some 20 <laughs> shit for your Shout out to the, the office building. Always... I be... It yeah. must have been. Oh, Temporarily. I, I can only take that for so long. But could you imagine? Oh my God. No. You know who it was too, right? No. Yeah, I met Antoine. this person. Yes, girl. When? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, we could talk about that later. Yes, we can. Oh, God. You should put that in your book. I should have. Yeah, I should have. So let's talk a little bit about Memnon and his motivations, right? So Celine is in complete disbelief and confusion when it comes to Memnon. She doesn't know how to feel about him because on one hand, he's doing good stuff. On the other hand, he's fucking her over. And so she doesn't know what to do at this stage. So she's been trying to avoid him because of that and deny the bond that they have as much as possible. But innately, her heart and her soul wants what it wants. So any time that she's 
interacting with him. She can't help but be drawn in. And so that's what makes it so difficult. So she was in a situation where it was her against a whole bunch of other witches and she was fighting her ass off and needed a little help. And Memnon, you know, allowed her to pull on his power as a soulmate. So she has that good memory of him being there and being kind and gentle and loving. And the next day, he's back to being her enemy, putting her in situations that are harmful, setting her up for certain things. And then when she gets accused by the police for these witches' murders, he burns her alibi. Her alibi are her notebooks. And he burns those motherfuckers. He's like, I want you to suffer like I suffered. So now it's your turn. And so now she can't prove her innocence it's very much a love hate it's a enemies to lover story we didn't get to lovers just yet because there's just too much other shit happening yes but let's for a second i mean he didn't even ease her into her reincarnation like he comes at her at times full force despite what he knows that she's losing memories but he needs something from her so i think that's when you say let's talk about his motivations I think his motivations of sabotaging her is going to push her in the direction he wants her in so that he can have his full power. So when Mm -hmm. she says he keeps telling her, you need to accept and say that, you know, you're my soulmate because that enables a little bit more of his power and gives him more like of everything. So she admits, okay, yes, I I think there might be something going on here. I'm your soulmate, but he's, I feel like he's sabotaging her to manipulate her into doing what he wants and to get what he wants out of her, which is his full power. I mean, I think he was like some kind of like king or leader and had so much power. And now he's just this regular person walking around the coven around people who don't acknowledge that he is this great being and sorcerer of power. I mean, he doesn't have his throne and I think he wants to get that back. And so by sabotaging her and manipulating her, I think that's his way of saying, you're going to pay you're gonna give me what i want because you did this to me i lost my power Mm -hmm. because of you he's trying to get hurt locked up he's gonna have to really do some some intense work in the next book we'll get to that (laughs) later but yeah his shit was fucked up it wasn't like simple like his worst it was brutal like yeah would not expect he's struggling it's not like she's actively trying to ruin him he is actively trying to ruin her yeah she already is going through a rough time like no when your spouse or your love interest is doubling down on your like if i'm having a bad day you can't come home and be a fucking asshole no balance you gotta be like okay you had a bad day i'm just i'm gonna be cool i'm gonna be your peace i'm gonna help you he could at least helped her get through this hump and then be like bitch i need your help yes But the thing is, because Menon was a king, he was probably conquering different territories and kingdoms. Like he wants to be known as Memnon the Great. He wants his name back into all the history books. He, you know, he's not remembered for any of that because they took away any memory of who he was when they put him in this tomb because of whatever he was doing. We don't know how terrible he was, but from the way he's treating Celine, we can only imagine the shit he was doing to innocent people. He wants to be Memnon the Great again, and he doesn't care how he gets there. So if he has to stomp on Celine, if he has to manipulate her into getting what he wants, he's going to do it. It doesn't matter. He doesn't have any empathy. You'll see little flashes of it come through throughout the book, but he really doesn't understand the depth of empathy. And I think that is like where the root of a lot of the problems are. She doesn't have any memory of being Roxelania. Roxelana. <laughs> Roxelana. Sorry, Laura, we love you when you come on. Tell us how to say it. Roxelana. Audio book, you know, so it's, it is Roxelana. I think the, the, the tipsiness has gotten to me at this point. I like it though. It's funny. But you know what? I'm also thinking, but yeah. what if Roxelana is petty, is a petty, crazy bitch? Maybe he feels like, oh, you cursed yourself to, to, to pretend as if you're this weakling who lost her memories and is struggling to get through some of these mundane, lowbrow type of issues you're dealing 
dealing with at the coven. You are a powerful yeah. witch. And I know that that is in you. So whatever you cursed yourself with to try to free yourself from me, you think that mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to be distracted by this persona you're choosing to, to have created for yourself to avoid me. No, 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 no. I know what kind of yeah. witch you are. I know the pettiness that you are. She, we might come to find out in book two, when she comes back to her true self of Roxalana, she might be a piece of work too. And they might be more alike than we even think. And maybe that's why he's not yes, Amber. taking it easy on Celine. He's like, oh, you're yes. trying to play me as if you're this little weakling. And I, I want to say he that. tells her like, you know who you are. You're powerful pull from me yeah. you know what to do right and there was one part because I reread this and so okay. he said something like you know we are equally yoked and she was like how can that be like I don't have any powers he was like you're with me so obviously we're equals yeah so you have everything that I have so he's like pulling no punches and I could see that some shit went down we don't know what happened and I hope in book two we get it because I fucking hate Memnon at this point at the end of the book, I wanted to strangle his ass. I wanted to use like whatever magic I could conjure up, put his ass in a boiling uh, cauldron and watch him <laughs> burn alive and boil alive. Like that's how much I hate him in this book. But he is sexy as hell. I do want to see him grovel. At, but I don't know. Part of me wants her to get back with him, but part of me just doesn't even want doesn't even want that you know i think laura's really good at redemption arcs with some of these like bigger than life men that she creates but his redemption art has to be like crazy because out of the four horsemen i think memnon is worse because like they had a purpose in life of what to do and that's what they were doing fulfilling their purpose i don't know what the fuck memnon is he's self-fulfilling for sure i agree with you but also the only way that i feel like you because at the end of the book i thought wow, he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. But part of me is thinking the only way I could see them possibly working through this is if she gets her memories back and it turns out she is equally a monster and she has done some fucked up shit to him to have entombed him. And so yeah. the only way for him to, for us to kind of feel like he was valid is for us to this see that to see that maybe she did some shit too and she had it coming. Like when we get their origin story and we get what she did yeah. to him, what if we're like, ah, now we understand why Memnon did not pull any punches. Yeah, I hope that's and the case. Me well, too, because that's the that. only way I can feel he can redeem himself for me. I know I'm not Celine and I know mm. he's, not, he's not, I'm not his love interest, but if it were me, I would have had to have been quite a piece of work for me to be dealing with your wrath and this new life that I have created for myself. You know what I mean? Maybe she's hiding behind all this she's shit. She's hiding behind these lost memories. Yeah. Yeah. She I can can't be that. a saint. I could totally. If he's as much of a monster, she, she ain't a saint. You guys got to have yeah. some commonalities. And then because I was thinking about this, he's such a powerful sorcerer. It took a lot of shit to get him in that tomb. Yes. So. What kind of plotting? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sneakiness. How does she trick yes. the love of her life yes. to that location? Yep. Yep. And it sounds gonna... like she had to plan it with other people, right? Because there were voices yes. saying, what did you do and stuff? So it must have been multiple people involved in this this whole entombing process. So what did she do to get him there? Did she manipulate him with the pussy? Like, what happened? I don't know. Mm, I don't know. I don't know either. Okay, so let's get into some fun stuff. I, I don't know. We might have tackled a couple of these just through conversation, but um, I always like to do some fun questions about like kind of like what ifs and what do we think is coming next? So question for you, Constance. Now that mm -hmm. Celine has accepted that she is Memnon's soulmate, do you think he is going to be less of her enemy in Laura's second installment of the series? Do you feel like he'll pull back a little bit of the punches now that she's accepted that and he kind of has her where he wants her? I think so, because I think deep down he is really into the, the mate bond and he relishes in that. And once she accepted it, like they talk about like how she felt 
his emotions when she said, yes, I am your mate. He had all this love and affection, all these feelings that came through the bond, but she was like, oh, that's too intense. I can't deal with you right now. So I think because he wants her love so bad, I think he wants to get this like revenge piece out so he can feel comfortable loving her and being the kind of man he wants to be to her. But he wants to get his anger out first so then he can move on to that stage. But I don't know. He does want her love and he is going to need to travel. Yeah, I I do think that he'll he's going to try to balance it out. Like he knows that he has her where he wants her based on fucked up circumstances. Like he manipulated her into this next phase that they're going to get into. He gave her no choice. She had to agree to his terms. And now that she has, and he probably feels a little, a little bit like shit because he does love her. I think he's going to try to make up for it. It's like, it's like with Cass with Poppy, right? He was like, you have to be my wife. So the whole time he's trying to treat her better and all this stuff, even though she was forced into a marriage. I mean, I feel like that's very similar to what we have going on here. And so they're going to try to, now that I manipulated you, sorry, Mm -hmm. let me be a little nice. And I hope that you know that even though I manipulated you, my feelings for you are still real in this moment. So I I think so too. I think it might be a little easier, but I feel like uh, Celine's not going to be easy on him. I feel like we're gonna we're gonna see her really like lean into her magic because like what does she have to lose agree and i think she should even if she did some fucked up shit to him Mm -hmm. the fact that he was doing fucked up shit to her knowing that she didn't know wait until she comes back into who she really is and then like you know let her have it or whatever it is that y'all do when you're at that equal playing field but i think it was just really low yeah how he did that where she was and so i lost tons of respect for him so for this next book he better be groveling and i think she should lean all the way into that pain all the way into that like that agony that he put her through and his ass is going to have to go over and beyond for me to love him i need to know as the reader that his ass is worth this redemption okay i totally agree um next question if you were bonded to somebody who felt like a stranger to you like this, what would you do if you were in Celine's shoes and you were bonded to what you would consider a stranger? What would you do in her shoes? Oh shit. That's a good one. I don't know. I felt like Celine was, she was naive. Yeah. Celine was very naive. Yeah. And she didn't look at the fact. And Mm -hmm. I feel like the person that I am, I would have said, okay, you're saying I'm your mate. Let me figure out what a mate is. These are all the things that I'm feeling and I'm encountering with this person. Let me go find out what that might mean a lot sooner than she did that. Yes. So so knowing that, I would have been like, okay, well, this is what it is. Let's try to build some sort of relationship. Let me get to know you. Let's start this process of getting to know each other because we're mates and we're going to be together forever. So might as well start now. I would have tried to get to know him better. I would have realized it sooner and tried to figure it out. Yeah. Especially if I'm single, I'm definitely going to try not to be so in denial. Clearly I'm losing my memories. I mean, to your point, she really did not look at the signs and the facts that were right before her. She really chose to keep a blind eye to what was happening. And she was really trying to shut things off because she was more concerned with trying to fit in, in this coven and achieve what she wanted to achieve for herself. So she was really single-minded Mm-hmm. And didn't really lean into all the other stuff that is like, it's like a red sign. Like, this is my mate. Like, it was right there for her to see. And she just, yeah, yeah flashing. Like, <sighs> and she just fucking ignored it. So, yeah, totally. Okay. So, my last question yeah. for you is, what do you want to see in book two? Do you think Celine should give him some pussy after all he did? Do you think he deserves or will get some pussy in book two? You know I like the spice. You know I like the smut. But I don't feel like that fucker deserves it. I feel like, I don't know, maybe at the end of book two, and then they can really get it on in book three if there's going to be a book three. But but yeah, I'm I'm not rooting for him to get it. I don't know. I want her to get it with the werewolfer. <laughs> I know yeah. it's not going to happen. But um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe towards the end and he's redeemed himself, then yeah, he'd get the pussy. But 
if he's not at the level of redemption that I feel, he might need to wait till book three. I don't know. Yeah. Because I'm mad at him. Yeah, no, I agree. And be- when I first read this book, I wasn't thinking so much about Celine's past. I was really focused on Memnon. But in book yeah, two, I really want to get glimpses of who she was as Roxolana. Yes. I feel like that's really going to be crucial for whether or not I feel like he deserves some pussy. And I want them to do some like angry fucking. Like it doesn't have to be like in love, but if they're in close proximity, he has her in yeah. a certain situation. I'm really trying not to say this because it's a huge spoiler, but they are kind of stuck together now. And yeah. on a night when you know, she's kind of accepting her fate, her current fate, and they're vibing and, you know, she's talking shit and he's giving her a hard time and she kind of just needs to get her orgasm because he edged her so much. I'm okay with the little, I'm okay if they do some fuck Katie. Like, you know, I'm okay with it. I think they will. I think they will. And that's even, even though I don't I want not... them to make love. Yeah, I don't want them to make love and I don't want it to be all like because like the groveling. But if it's like a means to an end and they're stuck together and they're somewhere and just let it happen. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Maybe I... maybe because he like fuck she's... her back to herself. Maybe the insertion oh, of his cock yes, will be an awake yes. an awakening for what who she really was that would be the the dick will be the key to unlock that's what i'm wondering but we'll see (laughs) we'll see yeah we'll see Uh, i think hate fucking is in their future for sure because they were kissing so fucking is next yeah so what do you rate this Mm -hmm. book i thought it was five for story i think it was maybe a three for steam but i thoroughly enjoyed the book i liked it a lot Mm -hmm. i would give it the same yeah I will give it the same. The story, the plot, I'm completely invested. So five for story. The steam was good for what she gave us. Like she did a mm-hmm. really good job edging us, but based on our spicy scale, we have to give her a three because we didn't get fully satisfied. But it's like mm-hmm. a strong three because her she edged Celine and she edged me. So overall yeah, it's did. an eight. Um, but I highly recommend you pick a bewitched, get involved in the conversation, and yeah, find out if they're going to fuck. Laura did um, post on her social like a little from book two yes, so she is she giving did. us a little teaser so check out her instagram get a little teaser she came on already so we're hoping that we get her for book two and we can review it and we can interview her and we can pick her brain and we can ask her why the fuck she named him them non <laughs> yes <laughs> where she got that name. from and we can just kind of get into what's coming next i'm really excited and uh I just love all the worlds that uh, Laura creates. She's quite a talent. I agree 100%. I thought it was really fun having her on the show initially, uh, talking a little bit about Bewitched. But I think, yeah, if we have her on again, hopefully um, we can go deeper into the story. Also, like a little bit more insight to the characters, you know, from her perspective. So I think it'd be really cool. And we, we will probably release a few more shorts from the last interview to give you a little taste. Yes. Um, I think that would be fun. It's Halloween, so we have our giveaway coming up. So make sure you check our website and sign up for that. Then check out the rest of our interviews for the month because it's Halloween extravaganza. 100%. And make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of our platforms, wherever you stream it. Let us know what you think. Join in the conversation. How do you feel about Memnon? How do you feel about Celine? Should they or shouldn't they fuck? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining today. We had a good time. Bye. Bye. And that wraps up another episode of Cocktails and Cliture, where things got steamy and conversations got spicy. If you enjoyed our wild book reviews, author interviews, and irresistible cocktails and wines we sipped on, make sure to subscribe, download, and rate our podcast wherever you listen. Stay connected with us on Instagram and Facebook at Cocktails and Cliture for all the latest updates, behind-the-scenes fun, and more. And if you'd like to support the show, consider becoming a patron on our Patreon page. 
Your support helps us keep the naughty conversation flowing. Thanks for joining us on this thrilling journey. And hey, if the world asks you why you're blushing, tell them you're listening to Cocktails and Cliteture, the podcast that brings the heat one smutty chapter at a time. <laughs>